thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. song about journeys right so we're thinking about that right now get the box off the top shelf with the black and white snapshots of your old self in a better light I can see it in your eyes send them Uh, so that's Nicole Nordman's song, Every Mile Mattered, and uh, I don't know. 
it's hard to pick a song, you know, it's, so I thought of that song cause, uh, you know, it's, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a song about journeys. Um, so if you're, uh, if you're new to the show and you're tuning in for the first time, you're probably, I don't know, this might not be a normal show. Um, but, um. Yeah. So, but, um, so last night we didn't do our show because we laid our little dog Tuggy Bear to rest. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been crying half the day, just so you know. But we decided that we would do the show anyway because, you know, one of the things that I've learned in my broadcasting life is that what 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 connects an audience. You know, and remember, an audience is just people, right? You're, you're people, I'm people. Um, I've never gotten an email from a cat or a dog or a fish or anything like that. Um, I've only gotten connection from other people doing the show. And it's, it's about being authentic. And, uh, you know, that has been a... Um, cry of my heart for the world, really. Um, it's been a passion in my life to, uh, you know, to just be who you are, just be real. You know, I mean, if you're hurting, you're hurting, right? <clears throat> so yeah, here we are people. <laughs> um, and, uh, you're not going to get me started yeah i will <laughs> yeah you will it, it sucks man i mean it really <laughs> really sucks there's a you know there's a bright side but you know uh, um <sighs> doing the right thing is not always easy in fact most of the time it's not easy because it's you know it's if, if the right thing was easy everybody would be doing it but so yeah the right thing is difficult to do most of the time yeah it's the it's the better thing to do. It's the easiest in the long run. You know, like, you know, honesty is the best policy. Right. Uh, it, it might it might be uncomfortable, but if you're not honest, you know, tell a lie. You know, what a tangled web we weave. And first we practice to deceive that in the end, you know, doing, not doing the right thing comes back to bite you. Right. Um, and the short term end in the eternal you know, not that, um, yeah. I think Periscope is given, having a, given us problems again. Yeah. If you're on Periscope, then, you know, feel free to go to YouTube if for some reason it's not staying connected. It seems to me on my end not being connected, but I do see a couple of our friends in there, so I will shout them out as soon as I can. this thing loads. So I see uh, Sean and... Hearts and Stars, and Mia, Jeannie. By the way, Jeannie, I was going to call you tomorrow, if that's okay. Um, James and Edward and uh, um, and uh, I don't know who else is tuning in, but um, glad you're there. You know, because this is a hard topic, right? I mean, we all lose something. Um, I know some people don't like animals. Those people, I generally, you know, put it to put to the side because 
I don't get that. I mean, I do not understand how anybody cannot like an animal. I mean, loving an animal, I mean, you can totally love animals, but not even like an animal? That type of person, no offense if that's you, but you're not close to me because I, I just... Maybe they're guarding their hearts. Maybe they're afraid to love yeah, an animal. Maybe. But, uh, yeah, anyway. So, um... <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> I know this is a good show, huh? Isn't it? So I'm not very speechless most of the time, as you probably know, but what I will say is that, um, I have a lot, I feel, I'm feeling a lot, you know, I think the thing that I'm feeling more than anything is, is so much love and compassion from everybody. Um, you know, I didn't realize when I was posting these live memories, um, last night that it was going to, so many people were going to start commenting. And then of course I posted like three or four or five different things. And so all these people are post posting on all of them and, and just reading them all. I'm just, you know, just guys have had me crying all day long. Um, and, and it's not a bad thing, you know? Um, and I've gotten a number of phone calls today and, um, couple of you guys have, uh, you know, given us stuff and, um, and, uh, you know, had a friend come over, brought some sunflowers for us, which are absolutely beautiful. Um, really do brighten my room too, just, you know, and chocolate, which I haven't eaten yet, but I will, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and just was here and, and talked for a couple hours. Um, you know, there's oh. something also about the Periscope community, the live streaming community in particular that for whatever reason, when you're down, people show up. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Morbid curiosity or what, but... Um, maybe, it's, maybe it's genuine compassion. Yeah, I think I think so. You know. Anyway, so I'll have to say hello, people. I know that you said hello, people, back, Jeannie. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Randall is co-hosting the show tonight and um i don't know what do you got planned you want to just talk because you you've had a heck of a day yourself you're you've been pretty emotional but i think you're holding back personally but that's okay well shoot i don't know does that look weird no you look fine okay it was it just seems darker on that side. Yeah, of it is darker, and because it's the camera's compensating for light, and when I move the camera to a better position, it's it's awkward because I'm not able to look at the live monitor when I if I move the camera to the other side, and so it feels really disorienting. So you're so you're gonna have to just live with this, people. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been yeah, it's definitely been. Eh, of course, it's emotional. You know, you lose a friend. And, um, and although it wasn't, uh, a verbal kind of relationship, or at least not conversational, still a friend, um, 
I mean, heck, you know, if, uh, you know, Tom Hanks, or at least his character, I'm trying to remember the character name, you know, had a relationship with the volleyball, uh, <laughs> you know, Wilson, you know, why, you know, a living being. Um, anyway, but uh, as I shared with you, Stace, and with Hannah earlier this morning, well, I guess it was this afternoon, actually, but I think it was, well, I don't know, when I shared with you, but uh, sitting at my desk this morning working on a project and just thinking of about it was it rendering at that time i think so and then i listened to uh i will remember you uh, performed by amy grant not sure who wrote it um could have been her probably some other co-writers i don't know anyway so i listened to that and the thought came to my head at that moment you know what would i give to spend another 30 minutes with tug you know, I wouldn't give a limb or anything like that. Would I give? What amount of money would I give to spend? And then I realized that we had planned to spend the weekend with him. I mean, that was something that we allowed ourselves to do. You know, it's kind of the bargain we made with ourselves. But when we saw Friday, yesterday afternoon, that he was just in such bad shape, uh, not a happy camper at all, that... You know, we decided it was best for him uh, to, you know, slip the surly bonds of earth and uh, spring this mortal coil. And, uh, and you know, doing that, it's like we could have. We wouldn't have to give anything. We could have spent the weekend with him. But, you know, but that was for us. But realizing doing something for him, you know... You know, instead of giving something to have more time with him, it was giving up that time, you know, for his comfort. So, and yeah, <laughs> that was helpful for me to realize that. And so, again, we did the right thing. Wasn't easy, still isn't easy, but the right thing. No, you know, we were hoping for. A lot longer, of course, but, um, yeah. So, put a one if you're all crying with us yet, because, because, <laughs> because, uh, yeah, because we're a mess, just so you know, and this is what we're about. You know, I was thinking about it, too. I was thinking, um, somebody this morning, I forgot who it was, I'm sure you're watching, I, th I think it was Kim, but I can't remember for sure. So don't get mad at me if it wasn't you and it was somebody else. I just can't remember. Um, but somebody um, said that when we get to heaven, that tug would be one of our rewards. And I thought, who knows if that's true or not, but it's a nice thought. And I thought, yeah, I'm always talking about how, you know, my reward in heaven will be great because of dealing with my dad and, you know, and all that. But, you know, the the... The amount of um, anxiety that I was feeling personally was, whoa. I mean, just, just, this really, you know, you have a, a sick animal and, and, you know, you're watching them struggle and, and, you know, you're, you're wondering if what you should do. You, you guys all know the struggle. You've been there. If you, if you've ever had to do this, you've been there. Um, 
and it was like right before the vet came in and put the they do two shots so they they did the relaxation shot first and uh as they were doing that you know tugs laying there and i got some really up close pictures of his face um you know i'm looking at him and everything and then at one point i just felt like almost like i was gonna pass out literally just it was just a fleeting little like you know, like, I can't believe this is happening, you know, like, <laughs> internally, and I'm trying to be calm. I have my other dog there, uh, who, by the way, is doing fine. Grover is fine. And you know, I mean, I know he's probably a little bit sad, but, you know, I expected him to cry or something when we got home or bark or, or something. And he didn't. You know, I mean, because I think he knew. I think that's, I think that's was past week where he hasn't been eating a whole lot. I think he was, you know, in solidarity with his baby, with his friend. But, but it was like right after Tug died, we were, you know, I was kind of like, it was just, it was like after it was over, I just felt this immense peace, you know, like, oh, it's over, you know that type of thing. And it's kind of the same thing I felt with my mom when she died. Cause you know, watching somebody die of cancer is, is awful. Watching anybody die period is awful. Um, but you know, and I slept kind of, eh. I mean, I slept, but you know, I've been dealing with some physical pain most of the week. And I think that's basically stress related. Um, and, uh, but getting up this morning and you know, both, both, food bowls are still on the floor with, with food not eaten. So I cleaned out both the bowls and put one of them in the cupboard. Um, so now there's one bowl. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. One bowl, people. If I had to say Tug had a bowl, it was a Super Bowl. He loved that bowl. <laughs> he loved to lick that stupid thing. I watched him eat so much because that's what he loved to do more than anything. Definitely is his favorite pastime. Yeah. Make some rounds, come back to it just in case he missed a molecule or two and <laughs> lick it again. And and we know, you know, in retrospect, it, it that was the Cushing's too. Probably yeah. just you know, when you're... You know, when your cortisol is like really high, you're you think you're hungry and thirsty all the time. So, I mean, yeah. Even though we never had the official diagnosis and the testing, the the symptoms were there all along. And you know, in retrospect, you add it all up, and it's like pff, don't need no stinking test. Kind of like what the vet said. You know, we could do this and. But, you know, back a few months ago, looking at his blood work, the other markers were there indicating it. And so. Yeah. So do you want to share some pictures? you want to talk about the topic? Because sure. uh, my friend Kim sent, sent me, a, you know, some thoughts um, about about dogs going to heaven and, and yeah, recommended Randy Alcorn's book, which I have. And I found a chapter on that, and we were going to talk about that a little bit. But... Yeah, I wanted to lay out a little theology before talking about that. 
Hey, so. do you want to talk about, you want to show pictures first? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we're going to, like, you guys are here. Switch it over to you. what you asked for, so. Okay. I have, I have, I have nothing, I don't know what you're doing, so. Well, I've got your favorite video queued okay. up. So this is one of my favorite videos of Tug. He, this was shortly after we got him. And uh, <laughs> well, let me switch. He, the, he's in uh, our backyard. This is our backyard. We got a pretty big backyard. Uh, um, and I love this because he's so he's just running in this clip, and and you'll hear him bark. Uh, he's if, so cute. If I'm not showing the. That's his bark. Doug is that one facing you. Or over's the other one with his butt toward the camera. That's just gonna loop, I guess. Yeah. I used to think he was really fat and chubby. It was all the hair. But it was all the hair. He's 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 just uh you know. <laughs> uh so yeah, we'll play that one more time. This is so cute. I like hearing his voice. I never did all the time coming in because he'd yell at me. And stuff. That's how I remember him. Happy. You know? <laughs> there he is. He likes to talk to other dogs too. Oh, pretty sociable. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay. What else you got for us? Um. <laughs> it's the simple about... things. I might make that my ringtone. I don't know. We'll see. Grover might get jealous. He'd be like, why is your phone ringtone? Oh, okay. This one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's slightly pornographic, but you can't really tell that much. So this is uh... a... Tucky bear. Hi, Tucky bear. <laughs> it's me in my pajamas. Tucky bear? He loved. He had a tattoo on his stomach. You could probably see it right there. Yep. <laughs> and Randall, hey, I guess. Bear. To... Hi, Tuggy Bear. You got an itch, Tuggy Bear? <laughs> no, he stuck his tongue out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Periscope's freaking out. Uh, anyway. So yeah, so that was one of the favorite things that you like to do with them, right? Was rub his stomach. Yeah. Yep. I need shake a leg and stick his tongue out. So if you're commenting, we can't see it just because I had to keep going in and out. So you can repeat your comment if you're going to do a comment. Okay. So which one is this? Um. So is it you caught Tug speaking in his sleep? Oh. This is after that. Oh well. Okay. Okay, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. See, this is so cool. We can do this because with our other dogs, we didn't have cell phones to capture oh. every day, every moment, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, well, 
December 2014. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> All right, look at my baby dogs. Doug's the big one. Grover's the one on the right. Talking. We wish you a Merry Christmas, huh, mister? <laughs> All right, look at my baby dog. I love those outfits, right, people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tug after bath. I don't know. Tug after a bath? Yeah. Uh, baths. Tug didn't mind baths. Grover, on the other hand, he really liked, he does not like baths whatsoever. That's Grover. It is? Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. Pink nose. Now I see it large. I was looking at the little post stamp. Oh. Oh, yeah. This was one where they were in the snow together. Oh. Their first snow or something together. Oh. There he is putting his chin in the snow. It actually went down. Yeah. Play. He never did that. I've never seen him really do that. But then. Yeah, I think that was like the only time I've ever seen him do it. Look at each other. Tug's the first one to plop down. I know. See, he did, he did, he did like to play. But it was secret. He didn't like want to show it inside the house apparently, only during snowstorms. Oh. Uh. Yep, dogs teach you lots of lessons, you know. That um, that stupid dog taught me a lot, and I say stupid in a nice way, just because when I first met Tug, I didn't care for him. He was, he wasn't like Grover. He was kind of aloof. He doesn't, he wasn't a cuddler. He was, you know, kind of a distant dog, a dog that didn't, uh, you know, want to be held. Like, what kind of dog is that, you know? A dog that doesn't want to be held except by Randall. <laughs> uh -huh. He would let Randall hold him. Me, he was not so much. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about that one? Cause... Oh, just, um, you know, looking at the chair I'm sitting in now. I mm -hmm. uh, don't have, not using the MacBook anymore for a broadcast. Stepped up from that. But um, yeah, this is just a great picture of him. This. Just his eyes and yeah, you took that. And... Yeah, he has like a sage look, or he did, but it got softer at the end. That was in January 2015, more than five years ago. It's weird. It took a while for him for us to break him out of the the serious. I'm a serious super show dog type mode, you know. Um, by the end, he was he was very soft. And all that. So, um, <laughs> you know, what I was just thinking was, it's not like he was Lassie or Rin Tin Tin. <laughs> no. which, which it's was like not the whole world would dog. tune that's, in to, to watch Lassie or Tin Tin Tin, but here we are doing a tribute to our dog. But Lassie or Rin Tin Tin, those are fictional, played by several dogs, I mean, <laughs> characters. So, good point. And Lassie often was played by a male dog. True, even though it was supposed to be a girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, 
Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, so, should we get to the topic at hand? Well, you have any? Look, show some more pictures. This, you know, you showed all video for the most part. Just like show a couple more, you know. Well, you tell me which one. Okay, how about the one that that um, the the one that I posted on my Facebook. I don't know which one that is. Okay, keep scrolling. Uh. Oh, you're not seeing the whole thing. I'm seeing two at a time. Yeah, instead of you're not seeing the right column, so I don't know. Oh. Okay, you know the one where he was in the grass and he looked really super cute? That one? Uh, is, is that on Instagram? Yes. Yeah, I'm looking. I know, I'm, I'm looking too. But you can't see the right column the way I have it cropped. Oh, right there. It's that one right uh, there. That yeah. one there. That one is my favorite picture, I think, on Instagram because it really captures him being happy. Yep. You know? And isn't he, wasn't he a beautiful dog? Yep. I thought he was beautiful. I called him face of evil because he did, you know, he taught, he taught, uh, um, he taught Grover to do bad stuff, like knock over trash cans and stuff. And, um, by the way, I cannot see any comments on Periscope, you guys. I keep having to click big back and now. I don't even know if anybody's commenting. If you're not commenting, then that's why I'm not seeing them. <laughs> but if you are commenting, then... Just so you know, I can't see anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, but anyway, so Randall, you want to talk about the theology of whether or not animals go to heaven or pets go to heaven? Because um, I would be delighted to. Um, yeah, because I found some comfort in that. Well, okay. I know that, uh, that Grover is like the sun in your lap. If we're doing a broadcast. All right, so. I don't know if, if Periscope changed something or not. That's weird. I'm getting all these different things, but I'm not seeing any comments. And my thing keeps freezing, so it's very irritating. No, I'm not monitoring the Periscope broadcast. I mean, just the just the video part. Not I can't see the comments. Yeah. Sean's over on YouTube with Jeannie. Um, I think Jeannie's still on Periscope, but it's frozen again for me on Periscope, so it's irritating. Of all the shows to not be able to see comments, it's really irritating. Mm. Well, we are going to look at some scripture. So, just the psalmist writes in Psalm 119, um... Open my eyes that I may behold wonderful things from thy law. I think it's important to ask the Lord for illumination uh, when approaching the scriptures to read them. So I'm going to do that right now. Um, Father God, thank you for your goodness, your grace, this word of yours that you've preserved throughout the ages for our instructions. Pray that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and spirits that are receptive to your spirit, uh, that we might uh, receive all that you have for us. Uh, we offer ourselves to you as we open up the scriptures. And we ask this in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. All right. Well, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, uh, Solomon raises the question in verse 21, which we'll get to. But picking up verse 16. 
and you know, part of where we get the dust to dust at a funeral service. But he says, and moreover, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. Uh, basically saying that, you know, where there's, even where there's judgment, in the case of judges that are, you know, to do right, there's wickedness. In the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. That, you know, there's there's this mixed bag <laughs> on the earth, even where there's supposed to be, you know, true judgment, righteous judgment, and righteousness, that there's wickedness and iniquity there. Verse 17, I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every purpose and for every work. And if you look at the beginning of the chapter, there's the famous, you know, for every time and every purpose, for every, whatever, the person, for every, yeah, purpose is time under heaven, whatever. Um, verse 18, I said in mine heart, according to the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. And I don't think he's comparing um, humans to animals. That they're the same thing. They're the same kind. But that when it comes to them being godless, that, well, as we see, verse 19, For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts. Every one thing, even one thing befallen them. As the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they all have one breast, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all his vanity. And we'll talk about that in a moment, but I want to get down to verse 21. All go to one place, all are of dust. You know, <coughs> corporally speaking, speaking the body, all go on a pace, all are of one dust, all are of the dust. Although man was specifically created from the dust, um... You know, the all bodies decompose, whether it be of animal or man, and all turn to dust again. Verse 21, Who knoweth the spirit of a man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward? Uh, and this is not, as I understand the Hebrew language, is, he's not saying emphatically that the spirit of man goeth upward, which it does, because it's Spirit of man returns the one who gave it. Uh, but it is it is a question. It's not who knows the spirit, but who knows kind of like if the spirit of man goes upward and the spirit of the beast goes downward. Maybe it's not upward and downward. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, spirits of animals go upward. He doesn't know. He just poses the question. Who knows whether the spirit of, of man goes upward and the spirit of the beast goes downward. Wherefore, I perceive that there is nothing better that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion, for who shall see him, who shall bring him to see what shall be after him. So, a good, a good admonition there. You know, boy, it could turn into a sermon on its own, about, you know, putting so much emphasis and importance on earthly things. Because who's going to bring us to what comes after us, earthly speaking? I mean, uh, just like Yeshua said to the man, you know, who said, oh, you know, I've got too much, you know, I've got surplus, what to do? I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. 
and the Lord's, you know, admonition to him, you know, thou fool, you know, uh, you know, you shall perish this night. Then who those things shall they be? You know, what shall it gain a man if he gains, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? So Solomon saying, you know, see people living in beastly kind of ways and, and wish God would open their eyes that, you know, all is vanity. And, you know, who knows whether, you know, man's spirits go upward and animals go downward. But he said in there that, um, you know, that there's, that there's no, that the man has no preeminence or advantage over animals. And you may be thinking, hey, wait a minute, that's not right. Uh, because in Genesis chapter 1, um, and I'm not going to type the new reference in there, I'm just going to, and Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image, and there's a whole nother, <laughs> can a whole other sermon there about the majestic plural. Can I the, just can I, can I just interrupt a second? Yeah, you can. I just want um apparently Periscope isn't working. Okay. Mm. I see some people in there, but I'm typing in comments. I can't see my own comment posting. And mm. so if any of you guys are commenting, I can't see anything. So I'm just gonna um, you can keep watching on Periscope, but if you want to comment, please go to YouTube and comment over there because I can't, I can't see anything if you guys are commenting. Usually you are, so that's that's the only reason I said that. So I don't know. Periscope's, I don't know when Periscope's gonna get itself, you know, get working. But anyway, that's so this is the weirdest thing ever. This is like the first time I've never been able to see comments on Periscope, but that's just weird. Okay, back to you. Okay. I just want to make sure people want to comment. Probably the best place is, is YouTube.com forward slash Bible News Radio. So. so you're thinking, well, Solomon's confused because, you know, uh, man has no preeminence or advantage over animals. Uh, what about Genesis chapter 1? Where God said, let us make man our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl and over the air, over the cattle and over all earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And you're thinking, well, you know, there's the divine mandate, if you will, that uh, mankind has dominion over all living things. But... Um, in context, this is the and in context, God says to replenish the earth, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, every, you know, over every living thing. And and God gives every uh, every herb bearing seed and every you know every tree and the fruit of the tree for food. But then, of course, you come to um, Genesis chapter 3, and um, picking up verse 17, and unto Adam he said, this is, you know, the fall, the, the rebellion against God and his commandment, his one commandment, really, and unto Adam he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, 
and has eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake, and sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou art re till thou return unto the ground, for out of it thou wast taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. So, a little bit of change in dynamics there. Um, whether, you know, instead of man having dominion uh, over the earth, at least the, um, at least the, the ground and the plant life, it's now, it's now cursed, yielding uh, thorns and, uh, you know, um, yeah, thorns and thistles. And, you know, in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread. And so it's no longer, um, the ground and the, and the plants are no longer subject to man, but man is almost subject to the plants in the sense that it's, it's, it's now hard as part of the, um, um, you know, as part of the fall. And, and then after the flood, I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 9 here and look at a little different relationship between man and animals. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. There it is again in a different way. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth, upon every fowl of the air, upon all that moveth upon the earth, and upon all fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that liveth shall be meat for you, even as the green herb I have given uh, you uh, all things. But the flesh with the life thereof, which is the, is the blood thereof, uh, shall you not eat. And so a little bit different dynamic there. Um, and it was out of necessity because the flood had destroyed all agriculture. So instead of just plants for food, it'd be a while before they grew anything. Uh, God gives, I wouldn't say his blessing per se, but his, his okay allows the, um, the slaying of animals for food. And as a result of that, he says, the, you know, the fear of you and dread shall be upon every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, every fish of the sea. And uh, into your hand they are delivered. That's a lot different than having dominion. It's, um, um, there are different words in English, you know, having dominion and delivered unto you and fear and dread and certainly different in the original language. Uh, in the Hebrew, one is more of a stewardship; the other is is uh, more of an adversarial relationship. It's not a not a complementary one. So, so because of man's fall and continued wickedness, first the fall, which got him kicked out of the garden, the ground cursed, and then and then the continued uh, rebellion with the help of angelic beings go to genesis chapter six whole another whole another sermon anyway now you know the the relationship with animal life 
is is sullied as well, you know, tainted, corrupted, if you will. So, with all that in mind, that brings us to Romans chapter 8, where Randy Alcorn in his heaven book uh, talks about. I just thought it was necessary to set that up. So, uh, Romans, that's not Acts 17. You wouldn't be a Randall if you didn't. Yeah. This is Romans chapter 8, just so you know. Um, it's funny, I've been reading that a lot lately. So picking up verse 18, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly, eagerly wait for it with perseverance. So, I mean, we could take that verse by verse and turn it into the next five hours, but not going to do that. But so, just in the same way, you know, because of man's rebellion and sin, uh, paradise was lost, man was kicked out of paradise, and the earth was cursed as a result, because it had to be, you know, because we couldn't have a, a fallen, rebellious man living in paradise. And so, because of that, you know, the earth was cursed as, you know, for mankind living here, and so the creation was uh, subjected to futility, you know, not what it supposed to be i mean we see some very beautiful scenes and very beautiful animals and stuff like that but it's not the way it was it's not the way that god originally created it to be it's been subjected to futility not willingly not not like oh because uh this was his plan it was not really his long-term plan you know god sees the end from the beginning and and you know christ was slain from before the foundation of the world uh, you know, effectively, and anyway, you know, God is outside of time, so creation wasn't subjected to fertility willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption, delivered, delivered to where? Not, not in the sense of back in Genesis chapter 6, the you know, delivered in the hands of man who feared him, uh, the, the, the fear and dread would be upon all living things uh, post the flood. But um, creation itself will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. That it's not it's not the same kind of it's a completely different relationship. Instead of one of fear and dread being delivered, uh, 
into the hands of men. It's delivered out of bondage of corruption and into the glorious liberty of the children of God. I know I need to cut this, speed this up here. So we got like 12 minutes. But Randy Elkhorn basically, you know, talks about the redemption of mankind. You know, the creation can't be redeemed until mankind is redeemed. Uh, until, you know, Christ reigns and, and, and redeemed people, regenerated people are uh, living. Until man is right relationship is restored with God, creation itself can't be restored. And, uh, you know, in right relationship with man until man is in right relationship with God. So, you know, he raises this good point saying, well, when we're speaking of humans, when we're speaking of redemption, he says, you know, he wants to be careful not to put man and animals on the same spiritual level. Uh, you know, man is created in God's image and has a unique relationship with God, uh, different than that of animals. Animals aren't created in the image of God, and and it was it was not creation that fell; it was man that fell, and then creation that was subjected was cursed as a result of man's fall. But he says, you know, when we talk about the redemption of humans, we are actually talking about resurrection. And redemption, we're not talking about just a, a future generation, mankind in general, like a new people. And he's not talking about a new earth until we reach the end of Revelation, a new heaven and a new earth. But in the millennial reign, there's a renewed earth. So it's not just, it's not a new people and a new earth. And, you know, because what we hope, we're, we're, what does Paul say? We, we are saved in hope. We are awaiting the redemption of our body, not just sort of, you know, metaphorical or collective humans' identity, like, not like we're dead and gone, like, but some future generation, the redemption of their body. No, we're actually, the hope we have is the redemption of our, physically bottle, our physical body, not just some new people, new created humans, but actually you know, deceased humans, physically deceased, but spiritually reborn, being, you know, having a glorified body and being, so, so if creation itself groans and is waiting for the revealing sons of God, what is it waiting for? For some new animals and some new earth and just to exist? And then how is that redemption? That's replacement rather than redemption. And so he poses the food for thought with, you know, with caveats and be careful. But it's like, well, if, you know, if creation can't be delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God until, you know, the children of God until mankind is actually renewed, not just replaced with some new humans, but, you know, regenerated, resurrected, born... How would the same be, how would it be deliverance for creation if if it was just replaced with a new thing? That would just be recreation. That wouldn't be redemption. And so, 
I don't know if you followed along there, but it's it's very good food for thought. So if you know if if creation itself is waiting to be delivered from corruption, if it's just gonna this old thing, the one corrupted one is gonna cease and die, and another one's come in its place, how is that being delivered? That's just being replaced. It's not like we are like we're eagerly awaiting the redemption of our body, so some other people can replace us. That's not redemption of our body. So how is it redemption? How is it deliverance from bondage for creation if it's if it's not the same? You know, if it's not the same living things that are not spiritually born but redeemed and renewed. Right. It's very thought-provoking. Boy, I look tired, don't I? I look um, like I've been crying or something. Cause you may have been. I have been. So while Randall was teaching, one of our friends uh, brought... They, they said they were going to leave a gift for us today after work. So there's a local company called Vintage, Vintage 615. Um, by the way, you guys can... Um, if you ever visit Spring Hill, you can go check it out. They might sell some stuff online. Oh, yeah. Actually, they do sell stuff online. That's right. I think it's vintage615.com. I don't know. I have to look it up. Living, living, maybe. Living is, living 615 is the furniture store. Vintage 615 is the, the boutique. And... So you want me to open it? Yeah. So there is a um, card here. It says Randall and Stacy on here. I'm going to try not to cry. It's okay if you do. I'm so not on camera. So it's a beautiful card here. See? It says, May the love of friends and family help you through this difficult time. Randall and Stacy, my heart hurts with you both. Love, Margaret. Oh. I know. It's just, yeah. Mar Margaret, by the way, is the owner of Vintage 615. Red, white, and blue paper. Patriotic. Yeah, even though Tug was an American, or was a Canadian champion, he was born in the USA. This is the... Looks like a little plaque. Our little picture frame. Oh, oh, that's cool. So, so it says here, all pets go to heaven, and then it says, hang your pet's ID tag here for a special keepsake memory. You see that? Yeah, and put their picture in there. Yeah. All right, I'll take it off, monkey ring. No, you don't have to. You yeah. can get a duplicate. I guess get a duplicate. But I get a duplicate, put in my key ring, and put the original there. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, hold on a second. So, 
that there. So, Margaret, if you're watching, thank you so much for this. It's going to make me cry again, but that's okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, if you guys want to get a frame like this, I'm sure you can go to Vintage 615 online get one. Um, I don't know if Tug was a dual citizen or not. <laughs> that's what Sean asked, of course. That's cool. He was born to a Canadian father and uh, and a <laughs> USAN mother, so... I don't think dogs have citizenship, but if he did, I guess he'd be a dual citizen. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, a lot of people have asked us if there's anything that they can do for us. So, you know, your ministry of presence is good. Just knowing you're there is good. Unfortunately, on Periscope, I can't see anything, you guys, which is a bummer. Um, feel free to email us or leave a comment somewhere else that maybe we can see later. Um, but if you, uh, um, you know, if you do want to help, you know, um, we still have, I don't know how much money we owe on Tug's surgery that we got to pay off still. Um, so if you want to donate in honor of that to our website, um, anything. How much do we still owe out of that surgery for his eyes? I think, I think it's around, well, a little over two. It's under three, I'm sure. So between two and three thousand uh. dollars. That's a lot of money because the surgery itself was way expensive. Um, but you know, we. I would... mean, we never completely played it down paid it down from the right from the bladder surgery the the bladder stone surgery because that turned into the icu basically oh. i mean for a few days that was that was expensive yeah well that care is expensive but but anyway if anybody you know if you feel like you want to do something and and give in any way like that that would help us if you just if you donate through our website and just say put it towards Tug's bills. Uh, yeah, because either way, we're still going to be paying that off for a while. He'll always be in our bank account, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was really hoping um, that uh, he would outlive the, the bills. Debt. Yeah, but yeah, but you know, hey, I was thinking about that today. I was thinking, I wonder if his eye surgery is part of what made him decline more, but. But I don't think so, because they wouldn't have done it otherwise, right. I think. And, you know, we did the right thing. We did. I mean, if we'd left it alone, it would have... eyeball would have ruptured, and then then got infected. And then, I mean, I mean you're not a, it's not like dog got a scrape or a cut, or even a broken leg, you know, which you could try to set yourself and splint. <sighs> you know, when a... <laughs> When the retina comes out of a dog's eye, I mean, what do you do with that? So we weren't equipped to handle that. So fortunately got patched up and that didn't happen. Yeah. So that is our request. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, of course you guys know that Randall does video 
Um, and I just want to share this. I think this is so neat what God did. So yesterday our neighbor called us up or actually I was texting my neighbor, see how she is. And then actually, no, she texted us to find out who does our lawn. Anyway, long story short, she asked if Randall, um, made video and I said, yeah. And so she, she asked Randall to do a video for uh, her daughter who graduated, um, top of her class from college and of course 2020 not walking right now but her mom surprised her with a with this video that Randall put together spent a long time doing it um anyway Randall gave her a really good deal on it um but but her daughter's name is Hannah which means grace and then today my friend Hannah who's my massage therapist um she came over and her name means grace as well because her name's Hannah and so I thought isn't it interesting that the day after grace upon grace literally was given to us um, in a very interesting and unique way you know um, and the first Hannah's middle name is grace, grace in English so grace upon grace upon grace yeah so I think a there's trinity a, of graces so I think that there's a lot of grace <laughs> Um, you know, and it, and it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. I mean, it's cool. I mean, you know, I always try to find God in everything and, and, you know, to have friends just drop by and give you a gift just cause they love you and they, they feel your pain and they get it. Um, gifts is my love language. So it means more to me than, you know, probably than anything, you know, a, a card with a love note in it means world to me as well as a gift. Um, acts of service not so much randall on the other hand acts of service is is what you know you know he he likes i mean the cards of course mean the world to me not just, i don't know what you just said randall but you know i've kept cards from my friends I, I think one of the oldest letters and cards i have was from like when i was eight or nine years old what do you mean you don't know what i just said i don't know what you just said a minute I ago I didn't say anything. Oh, you didn't? That's weird. Okay, never mind. I must. Oh, you know what? I was watching down there instead of up there. Okay. I was seeing a nothing. Anyway. But anyway, all that to say that, you know, I feel like God's message is grace upon grace, that his grace is sufficient for the day. And even though, you know, things don't go the way that you think they should, they go, you know? And, uh, you know, I guess what makes losing a dog hard is because the dog unconditionally loves you and doesn't put things on you that people do, you know. Um, my dog never, you know, tells me how to talk. My dog never calls me a name. He never demands things. He never tells me, you know, I'm toxic or full of venom or anything like that. He just loves me on my good days, my, my bad days. And if you can never attach to a dog, I feel bad for you because dogs are awesome. Dogs <laughs> are great. Dogs are great. <laughs> they are. Um, they, they are. They're, they're just great. Cats are eh. You know, I've had cats. I still have a cat, but dogs are better than cats. <laughs> Don't hate me, cat lover. Oh, yeah. But yeah, Cats are fine. Just dogs in general, they... <sighs> You know, it's the old saying, dogs have masters, cats have staff. Um, <laughs> dogs look to please. I mean, they want their... Every dog is a service dog uh, in the sense that 
dogs like to, you know, all dogs need a job. And it's important. All dogs really do need a job. Whatever that job may be. What was Tug's job for you? For me? I don't know so much for me. But, you know, for this household, it was guarding you. And it was being um, um, a watchdog. Yeah. Yeah, I lost my bodyguard yesterday. Yeah. Seriously, I mean, this yeah. sucks, man. You know, it's weird because, you know, you you get used to an, an animal being under your foot, you know, like like kind of try not to trip over them and stuff. Um, but I've never had a dog follow me and guard me at the bathroom. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he did it. But I thanked him for it last night. I gave him a kiss. Told him I loved him. Even though he was my little face of evil. Which is a compliment, actually, you know. And you know what? He was a good friend to, to Grover, you know. And, uh... Um, hmm. So you wrote a book called Discipled by Dogs, talking about the various things God taught you through dog. You know what, Rachel? I have to tell you that in my heart, I've written so many devotions about dogs uh, because, and my, my very first pastor, Fred Bittner actually also wrote a book about dogs and, you know, the lessons that you can learn, uh, from that, you know, um, they teach us so much, don't they? I mean, things that you don't, you, you just don't think, you know, I watch the birds at my window too, every day. Um, various birds come up on my window and eat and they just, you know, they're, the, the, the creation teaches you if you listen. And this was one other thought I had too, was that, you know, a lot of the people today who worship the earth or the universe, um, you know, or those who, um, are, you know, the environmental worshipers and they, they claim Christians don't care about the earth or anything like that. Um, I say absolutely to the contrary of that, because um, anybody that can love a creature that God made and love that creature well, you know, uh, God loves them back through it. And that's the interesting thing. Anything Satan does and tries to duplicate never involves love at all, ever. There's never love attached to it. With God, there is always love attached to it. With Satan, it's lust of the flesh, eyes, all that stuff. But with God, it's a pure love. Agape love. Yeah, that, that you know, yes, you feed your dog and you think, quote, they love you because you're feeding them. That's not, that's really not it. Dogs have, and, and researchers of dogs have discovered that, you know, dogs have an innate ability to read a face, you know, to kind of know. You know, and I think it's funny because Grover's presence, who's sitting over here behind me with his head behind the thing, kind of like Tug used to lie, interestingly, um, you know, Gro Grover's presence, interestingly, when, when we got Tug, we got Tug for Grover. And now that Tug is gone, Grover is here for us. Which is kind of a weird circle, isn't it? It's uh, it's um, 
you know, and Grover is blind, mostly blind, you know, I, and Randall and I always talk about the leap of faith because I could put something in the middle of, of a room, he'll run right into it, you know, and I mean, if I wanted to be mean, I could move stuff around every day and he would just, you know, run into to it, you know, and stuff like that. But of course I wouldn't be mean because that's, that, that would not be nice. You can never, you know, you gotta always be nice to a dog, but, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know what Grover and Tug talked about. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they communicated, but I remember a while back when, when Tug was really, really close to death, Grover knew it he was really, really upset somehow. Um, but I don't know. This is hard to explain. But somehow I know, I believe that they know. And you're right. It is unconditional. A dog's love is unconditional. You know, you love a dog well, that dog will, will do whatever they will. I mean, they, they will do anything that they can to please you, no matter what. Tug when he had his last accident, literally on my feet, like right by my feet, I was sitting on a zoom meeting with, um, legal shield. And I'm next thing, you know, I'm like sniffing and I'm like, it smells like kind of poop in here, you know? And I look down and there's this pile of diarrhea and, uh, and I didn't even get mad cause you know, he, he was all wet underneath, which meant he had peed of course. Um, and I was just like, I, he was trying to move. He was trying to get up. He knew that he needed to go out, but he couldn't do it, you know. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I'm in an interesting place in life because I have a dad that I can't see who's declining in his health, uh, who's sad and lonely, um, who I wanted so badly to see today. my dad loves animals so I don't think my dad will have miss I don't think my dad's gonna miss tug much but he did live here for a few months with us and the dog and he loves animals and I just wish I could give my dad a hug today But instead, I think my God in heaven, my dad in heaven has given me a hug differently than I expected. So for that, I'm very grateful. Um, yeah, I am. So, oh, <sighs> yeah, so there you are. There's your uh, message of grief, loss, God's love, whatever else <laughs> you want to call it. I'm kind of deflated, but I'm grateful. When I was going through cancer treatments, I would come home so sick and tired and my girls would just hop up on the bed with me and never move, just there. That's right. Have you ever read God and Dog by Wendy? 
I have not read that. So, are you going to read that? Uh, something else to find the Grover and Tug Instagram page. And I send the same thing. I've sent in a card to people who've lost a beloved dog. As dogs come into our lives to teach us about love, they depart from our lives to teach us about loss. A new dog never replaces an old dog. It merely expands the heart. If you have loved many dogs, then your heart is very big. Yep. I'm sorry. For what? Well, it... be lost. <sighs> so, are you going to make a tug video, a remembrance video? Yeah, I might. You know, since we weren't able to do the the 15th birthday bash, you know, because a few months back, we weren't sure he was going to make it to 15, and I thought, if he makes it to 15, he deserves, <laughs> he deserves a, you know, Tug's big day to, you know, do whatever he wants, eat whatever he wants, you know, just... Well, if he's in heaven, he's probably having a good old time uh, up there. Eating away and never even going to have to worry about it. So anyway, so I really wanted to, you know, just be big, you know. It's like, um, yeah, anyway. So since that didn't happen, this stupid social distancing thing, <laughs> we couldn't have a gathering at the dog park. I kind of just the dogs gather, but anyway. Um, I thought, well, maybe, uh, yeah, some sort of life celebration and kind of not the same as, um, I don't know. It'll come to you. What will come to me? What you should do. All right. He was your best friend. Yeah. Not like you are, but... I mean, as far as animals go, yeah. Dead air. <laughs> I will say the vet... I was thinking if we were really, really super produced and dramatic, we should go ahead and put up the candle, you know, that the vet had last night, mm -hmm. right after. I don't know if your vets do this, but um, where we went, when we went out to pay for uh, for everything, um, the front desk candle, well, first of all, they're only letting one person in at a time, but anyway, the front desk can candle had a... It was lit, and it said, when this candle is lit, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, when this candle is lit, um, uh, what did it say? A friend had just lost their dog, or... Yeah, it was, it's some, it was, some like, well, one of our clients is saying goodbye to a friend, or... or 
something like that yeah when the candles lit it was lit i should have taken a picture but i just couldn't yeah i have it in my heart though and then of course this week I probably took, i took a picture of the little sign little picture on the wall on the way up i did yeah i didn't think to take a picture well this week we're gonna I, they said it was gonna take about a week to get his ashes rescued is my favorite breed Yep, all of our dogs have been rescues. Yep. I think this one rescued me. Maybe um, Tug rescued you. Maybe. How you doing, buddy? Yeah. Grover really did rescue me. This dog rescued me because when I had uterine cancer scare and had to have my hysterectomy, he was the dog given to me. And, um, he was looking my face this morning. First he looked this side, and then he looked this side, and then he'd go back and look this side, and then look that side, and, yeah, you did. You want to show your handsome face? Do you? Why do you show your handsome face? Because you're a good boy, huh? Yep, trying to show you his handsome face, but there you go. Come on, look. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, people. I'm sorry if I made you cry during this episode. Um, that wasn't my intent if it did. But, um, you know, just keep watching my Daily Disciples group and... Um, probably our Facebook group, my, my, you know, our personal page will, we'll probably talk to you throughout the week. Um, when we go get Tug's ashes, I'm sure it's going to be a weird experience because I've never done that before. Um, and, uh, you know, it is a process, so we love you as much as we can. Um, and God loves you even more. Remember that, you know, he gives every good and perfect gift and, um, he directs your steps in ways that you may not understand, but just trust him because he knows where he's going. So as I always say, usually be bold people stand up and go with God because he loves you people.